podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. are back is i scott wildcat accompanied by chauncey bosco the wonder pup it is a two-man show today me and man's best friend chauncey bosco now anyone who's listened to an episode that is me and chauncey he doesn't really have many good opinions but sometimes he wants to be heard um he has a blood feud with squirrels so you never know what might happen while we record in the downstairs recording studio. So, bear with me and Chauncey Bosco, the super pup. We will not have Tristan the Pterodactyl joining us this episode as he did uh, last week. So, um, sorry to all the Tristan the Pterodactyl fans out there. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't a crazy eventful week in uh, in K-State sports. It was kind of quiet. I think we're ramping up for what could be a very loud back half of April. And I'll, I'll lay out a few things that I'm expecting, hoping to see throughout this show. I am going to touch on... Uh, the latest basketball staff edition, um, a new rumored transfer out. Now everyone who's keeping their scorecard together knows that there aren't very many candidates for that transferring out. So we'll touch on that. We'll touch on a little Taj Manning news, who is the lone uh, 2022 commit, and he signed for the basketball team. Um, maybe a little transfer talk. And then we'll end with a little bit of football and just some stuff that's been on my mind football-wise. Um, maybe a little football recruiting, too. If, if you haven't listened yet, I, I would tell folks to go back and listen to the two midweek shows last week where I talked with Grant Flanders of KC Online and Drew Galloway of KC Online. Two separate episodes. They're about 45 minutes apiece. They really laid down a lot of great information when it comes to recruiting. Um, basketball, lots of transfers, and, and I'll say this about basketball recruiting, and, and I'll touch on like one name to really keep in mind on the front half of the week. I still think there are going to be some class of 2022 fireworks before it's all said and done with the basketball team. I think you might see still one or two surprises and then maybe one or two pretty big names reclassify when it's all said and done, and that's ultimately going to be when we see Rodney Perry uh, become official, hopefully here in about two weeks, um, Rodney Perry. And we'll just open up with that. Uh, I don't think we've talked about him on the actual show. We've talked about him on the live show a few times. He's the head coach at Link Prep in Branson, Missouri. He's done a lot of work 
with the MoCan AAU programs um, in the Kansas City area. Uh, he's currently coaching in some high school all-star games. He's coaching and working as a staff member at a couple of showcase tournaments. All the rumors are that he will be the next guy. You know, um, I feel comfortable saying this on here. Flando talked about it last week. I've heard enough. He followed the Bosco's Boys Accounts. A shout out to Coach Perry. If you're listening to this since you're following the show, shout out. Come on, come on the show. But enough people are talking about him that it's it, it's seemingly going to take a pretty big late turn of events for him not to be the third head coach. Or not third head coach, the third assistant coach. And that brings in the potential for some pretty late 2022 fireworks. Because at Link Prep, there's like three, maybe four dudes who are in the top 150 at Link Prep that are 2022 kids. He has a handful of 2023 kids who are in the top 100 as well. So that's where the potential for some fireworks, where the potential for some big-time reclassification hold. And us as K-State fans, and and it sucks, uh, you're in this holding period. You're having to wait for it to happen. And I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit. There, I think they're, and I'm not immune from this. There's a lot of anxious and nervous energy. Because as we're sitting here, I think officially you only have three guys on scholarship. Maybe only two, depending on when you're listening to this. And only one commit. You have 13 scholarships to use. <laughs> you know? Uh, you don't even have, including walk-ons, enough guys to practice on air offensive sets so I understand why there's anxiety I understand why there's nervous energy because I'm right there with you but I really think that there could be some big time fireworks especially once Rodney Perry gets in the fold now it's not just Rodney Perry it's not just Rodney Perry so another member of the coaching staff was added this past week. This is the second guy or the first guy to come along with coach Tang from Baylor. And that is uh, Austin Carpenter as your director of player development. Now that role, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to tell you that I know exactly what that role is going to do. I don't know. Every staff has some similar titles and everyone has different roles and responsibilities. But the first thing I kind of want to give a shout out to is Gene Taylor and the donors or whoever has allowed it for Jerome Tang to expand his coaching staff. At this point, all arrows are pointing towards his coaching staff having at least three to four more guys on it than at the end of the Bruce Weber era. It's very reminiscent to the increase of headcount on the football staff, which they added another staffer this week as well. Took a recruiting staffer from Vanderbilt. Um, I I forget the young lady's name, Um, but you're expanding the football headcount. I think the football headcount is now four or five more than it was under Bill Snyder. We're going to see the basketball headcount two or three more than it was under Bruce Weber. 
And I want to applaud Gene Taylor and the donors who are stepping up and creating the salary pool, which is expanding the coaches, which allow this coaching staff, allow the head coach to run things the way they want to so they can be as successful as possible. Now, what I want to point out with this hire, because because it's an interesting one, Austin Carpenter doesn't have, and, and this is wild, it's not even just a basketball breakdown. So he got his bachelor's from Oklahoma in 2000, got his, uh, or 2020, excuse me, 2020, and got his master's degree from Baylor. But his coaching or his professional experience was he worked on the Oklahoma football staff from 2018 to 2020. But he also picked up the title of recruiting strategist for the Oklahoma golf program as well. Then he transitioned into being a basketball grad assistant at Baylor from 2020 to 2022. Now he's our director of player development. Now if you do research into this guy, this is a brilliant mind and he knows how to A, create marketing strategies, how to tell stories to develop a recruiting plan to go after folks. And he's an analytical guy. He's a smart guy. This is someone who I don't know if he's ever going to be a basketball coach. I don't know what his professional career is going to be, but it just leads to the A-plus grade that Jerome Tang has gotten when building this staff out. You know, he has Yurik Malagy, he has Jaring Dowling, he has Marco Bourne on the support staff, he has Austin Carpenter on the support staff. There is a rumored name that is also going to be on the support staff. I'm not going to throw that out there because I think it's still under the wraps. He is stealing, I believe, and and I don't know if this name has been published out there yet uh, as well, and I'm not going to blow it up, and I know some people get frustrated when I do this, but uh, until it becomes official, or at least until it starts getting reported, I'm not going to be breaking news on this podcast, especially if something isn't signed, if something isn't a done deal. Um if it hasn't already been out there. The reason why I'm why I've talked about Rodney Perry is because it's been out there. Flando brought it up on my show. There's been stuff on Twitter. There's stuff that is being more widely reported. But it sounds like they're taking a sitting five uh strength and conditioning coach. It sounds like we're taking another uh sitting assistant coach, division one assistant coach, and adding on to that support staff. Jerome Tang, and I get it. Uh, he hasn't added anyone to the team yet. Um, so there's plenty of stuff to be skeptical about if that's not what you're choosing to do. But I don't see how anyone can look at the staff that he is building, not just his associate head coach, not just his two other assistants, not just his chief of staff, but now with this director of personnel, soon hopefully with another staffer, Hopefully, you're going to see some really up-and-coming, young, energetic guys in positions like video coordinator. And I, I, and I, I don't know how you could give his staff building anything but an A+. And I think that says a lot about Jerome Tang and people wanting to work for him. Now, is that going to result in wins next year? No. You need to still find the dudes. But I think if you can recruit... Someone who is making 
$400,000 as an assistant basketball coach in, at the University of Texas to come to Manhattan, I think that says a lot about you as a man. If you can take sitting associate head coaches and ask them to take a support role, a non-coaching role, I think that says a lot about you as a person, why people want to come work for you. That's why I think regardless, and now I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to come off my dancing in 2023 prediction until we see what the roster looks like. Again, I'm getting nervous. I'm right there with you guys. But seeing what sort of staff Jerome Tang has been able to put together should put away any sort of nerves when it comes to the long-term health of the basketball program under Jerome Tang's leadership. Now, before we talk a little basketball transfer portal, I do want to give a shout out to our great sponsors. First, Athletic Greens. AthleticGreens.com slash sports drink. Guys, it's cold and flu season. It's allergy season. If you want to take care of your health, not just now, but all year long, go to AthleticGreens.com. How many times have you gone to the doctor and he says, hey, yeah, you know, it'd be best for your health if you incorporate a multivitamin. Or your girlfriend's nagging you saying, hey, why don't you get a multivitamin? Why don't you take a little bit better care of yourself? I know we got some lady boneheads out there too. You know how to take care of yourself. You know how important total nutrition is. Athletic Greens, the A1 powder, has 75 different vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics. All in that one scoop. Put in some ice cold water, shake, shake it up, drink it down. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash not only are you getting... Five free travel packs with your purchase of the A1 powder. You're also getting a year supply of the vitamin D droplets. I drop into my gallon of water every day. Check it down, folks. I've never been feeling better. Get to athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. And also, some great news. ColorCast is where we've been doing our live shows. We're going live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Download ColorCast on your Apple device. Android people, I promise you it's right around the corner but they are now allowing us to record that via mp3 so fridays you will hear the return thursday or friday probably thursdays you will hear the return of the live shows at probably friday probably friday i don't know when i don't know when i'll decide but join us on wednesday so you can participate then either Thursday or Friday, you're going to get to hear it live on your podcast feed. I'm pumped to finally get these back in the feed, but I'm more pumped just to talk to you guys every Wednesday at 7 p.m. This upcoming Wednesday, we're going to have some fun off-topic questions. Last week, we talked basketball roster building, but we also talked who are the best non-main characters in a Disney animated film. So if you have a big take, let me know. I'm a big Rafiki guy. Big Rafiki guy. Also, I was at the Royals game today. The Lion King cam is the best cam of them all. Kiss cam's fine. You know, hairdo cam, whatever. But the Lion King cam, hoisting up your little kid above your head like you're Rafiki with Simba. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. I'm not kidding. I absolutely love it. All right. Here's some, I don't know if it's surprising. I don't know. I, 
I was surprised. But it's sounding like the basketball roster is now going from three to two. All indications are is Mr. Logan Landers will be the next one in the transfer portal. Officially leaving with returning varsity scholarship letterman down to just Ishmael Masood and Marquise Noel. Now I've kind of talked myself into it over the last couple of weeks that Logan Landers could be part of a productive like 10-man rotation. Um, and I think we, we, we've all said it from the start. Like There weren't very many guys on this team where you were going to say, hey, we need to keep them. Logan Landers was not one of them. I think he was a hardworking guy. I think he would have fit with Jerome Tang's culture. I wish I had a little bit more insight into why the transfer is happening, especially at this point, especially after Jerome Tang went on with our friend uh, Mitchell Fortner and uh, Wyatt Thompson on Wildcat Insider on 1350 K-Man AM uh, and mentioned Landers by name as one of the three folks who decided they wanted to be there. Uh, but he's gone. Now we are down to two guys. And we still haven't gotten anyone in. Now I touch on this up at the top and I understand the anxiety. I understand the worry. Um, I think a few shows ago, I told folks, oh, there's no need to be worried. Give it a couple weeks. Let it get to mid-April before you start worrying. We're, on, we're at April 10th. And I'm not going to tell folks not to worry anymore. At, at this point, I still I still have confidence in Jerome Tang. I have confidence in this staff. I think that they are great recruiters. I think they have a game plan. And I think they have a strategy. And I think they're going to stick to it. And I think Jerome Tang means it when he says stuff along the lines of, if you miss on the right recruit, he's going to beat you two, maybe three times a year. If you hit on the wrong recruit, he can beat you every day for a year. So I trust him and I trust the culture that he's trying to build. So I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to spaz out. But I'd be lying to you guys if I'm not a little anxious. You know, there was a lot of momentum with the K-State basketball program. And I'm not trying to say that it's gone by any means. I am not saying that at all. Um, And again... Players have until May 1st. They still have 21 days to put their name in the transfer portal and still be immediately eligible. You know, there are great guys going into the portal every single day. Every single day. So I have no doubt we're going to be able to field the team. And I'm confident enough in Jerome Tang's coaching ability and his character and his team-building acumen to think it's going to be a competitive and fun team next year. But it'd be disingenuous for me to come on here for another week and say, oh, calm down, do the Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X. You know, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I think that would be unfair to uh, the emotions of the fans. I think that would almost be kind of trying to force trust where it hasn't quite been built and i'm not saying jerome tang isn't worth trusting i am trusting him but some some people are i need to see it i need to believe it before i can give unconditional trust and we haven't seen a guy come in yet 
And when you're staring down the barrel of having to bring in 10 players, 10 players, that gets a little scary. That gets a little scary. Now, one name I do want to put on everybody's radar. One name that I want to at least spend a little bit of time talking about. And again, the glory of these podcasts, I'm recording it at 747 on a Sunday night. The glory and almost the uh, scary part about that is by the time you're listening to this, this very well could already be over. You know, we, we talked about a uh, one transfer from LSU, me and Grant Flanders. And sure enough, by the time it was published, he had canceled his visit to K-State and it sounds like he's going to Georgetown. So I understand kind of like the jinx on this, but Demoy Hodge out of Cleveland State. And I watch a lot of Cleveland State basketball. As the state of Kansas's uh, number one Cleveland State Vikings men's basketball fan, I watch a lot of Demoy Hodge. Uh, I think he's making his decision very soon. Now, Dennis Gates, who I'm higher on than almost anybody, it seems, is at Missouri. And he's going after Hodge. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to overturn. But he's a kid who has roots in the Virgin Islands. I think the British Virgin Islands, where Jerome Tang and Dowling were the national team coach of the American Virgin Islands. So I don't think they ever coached him or anything like that. But they have context they have roots down there i think it's coming down to between us and missouri and i think it's a coin flip i really think it's a coin flip and maybe this is me being optimistic maybe this is me kind of really grasping to find that first player in the drone tang era but I'd maybe say f it 51 cats um and, and we'll go more in depth on this guy uh, if it turns out that he is there. But, you know, he's a 6-4 guard who was the defensive player of the year in the Horizon League, the number one effective field goal percentage shooter in the Horizon League. It's a real player. It's a real dude. And he's a great guy. He has his COVID year. He'd only be here for one year. But I'm excited. I'm hoping we can close on that guy. And I think, at least as I'm recording this tonight, that's going to be the one to keep everyone's radar on early this week where we could see a divi- or decision before the midpoint of the week. So that's the one I'm really zeroing in on. Now, if you miss that, it gets like April 13th, April 14th with no one. I, I mean, I might not be as calm. Like I've already admitted, I've already given my confession that I'm getting anxious. If you miss out on this guy, even though, you know, who could blame him going to play for his Former coach going to Columbia. I mean, I wouldn't. You wouldn't catch me dead wearing black and gold and living in Columbia. Like, but whatever. I could understand why he would want to go there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be spazzy. When 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 I record next week, I'm gonna be spazzing out a little bit. So I hope we get it. That's just one to keep on the uh, radar early this week. If more names that are going to be coming up with a decision very soon, we'll talk about it. Like I said, Wednesday, 7 p.m., ColorCast. Folks, you know you need to join now. You need to join the live show because it's going to be broadcast. Show off for your other boneheads. Give your two cents. Get your opinion out there. So then 
you can be ridiculed or praised by the boneheads Friday morning uh, or Thursday morning whenever it gets published. We're, we're going to go Friday. Screw it. We're going to give a little bit of TGIF love. We're going to publish it Friday mornings. So you can get a little love from your fellow boneheads Friday morning. And then athleticgreens.com, the A1 formula, 75 vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics. Scoop it. Ice water, shake, 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 shake your grooving booty. Then chug it down. You're feeling great. Go go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. You're going to get five free travel packs and your vitamin D droplets. All right, let's end it a little bit of football season. Um, Spring football. Again, there there isn't like a ton that's coming out of spring football. That's like, oh, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about that. Um, you know, the the coaches are praising up Will Howard. Um, it sounds like Will Honus, of all people, the walk-on, former Nebraska guy, he's a Kansas kid. Uh, he's walking on here. Apparently, he's having a great spring at linebacker. Kobe Savage at safety is looking good. There's some good stuff to talk about. Luckily, there's no like major injuries. There's nothing too crazy to dive deep on. I don't think they're going to have an open practice for the public. I don't think they are. Um, so there's not going to be any hyper overanalyzation of a two-hour practice. I actually had a conversation with some folks and... Some folks are disappointed by that. I'm not too worried about it. Yes, it gives content. You can talk about again, that would give you it would give me, it'd make my job a lot easier. It'd give me like an hour worth of stuff to talk about, but I'm not too worried about it. I want Coach Kleiman to do whatever he feels he needs to to put his team in the best position to win come the fall. And I love college basketball. I, I really like college volleyball. I'll follow the women's basketball team, women's soccer, baseball. But college football is my number one. And while we're still probably probably about a month, month and a half out from seeing some Vegas over-under win totals for the Big 12, Bud Elliott over at 2-4 Sports actually put out his prediction for total win totals for the Big 12. I'll go through it. And when I do, I think I think folks are going to realize why I'm starting to get super excited for this football season because I think almost anything's possible. And I'm going to go bottom to top. And is Bud Elliott some super smart guy? I have no idea. He has 71,000 followers on Twitter. He does a podcast that I listen to every week in season. I mean, I have no idea if... He's if his predictions on April. This was an, a tweet from April sixth. I have no idea if it's any if it's correct. But when I read it, I was just like, I mean, I could see it all happening. It's not outrageous. But I'll just start at the bottom. He has KU winning two. I mean, we'll see. West Virginia winning six. TCU winning six. Texas Tech winning seven. Texas winning seven. Iowa State winning seven. Baylor winning seven. K-State winning seven. Oklahoma State eight. And Oklahoma nine. 
Now, when I see those predictions, and, and again, I, I'm anxious. Anxious isn't the right word. I'm excited to see what the Vegas win total over unders are for the Big Twelve. Because I is it going to line up just like that? No, probably not. But I think outside of KU, who are still number ten with a bullet in the cellar, and even they're improving. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why I said that. I'm just going off of what random talking heads who really like Lance Leopold are saying. But outside of KU, I can't point to who the definitive next worst team is. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go to Big 12 Media Days in July. But if I do, I have no idea how I'm going to rank the teams. Now, I guess by default, yeah, you go Oklahoma, but they're starting... They're going to start a quarterback who has next to no power f- like five experience. If any, I think Daniel Gabriel, I think UCF, right? It's not like he was perfect down there by any means. You have Brent Venable's first time head coach. He's never been a head coach before. He's honestly probably never been the number two guy anywhere before. Oklahoma State replacing a lot. Then from there on, he's basically saying Baylor, Iowa State, K-State, Texas, Texas Tech. All seven wins. So again, I I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with K-State fans here in April and all through the offseason. And once football kicks off in September, why we shouldn't be saying why not us when it comes to Arlington? There isn't a number one definitive dominant team in the Big 12. Now, the national media is going to say, oh, it's because the Big 12 isn't good. No, that isn't it at all. Again, the basically two through the bottom of the conference, the Big 12 is better than any other conference except for maybe the SEC. But if you go middle to the end... If you're just talking about pure talent, about having the least amount of gimmies, the lowest percentage of gimmies on your schedule, the Big 12 is the most rounded conference. It's a solid conference. And I think when you see the, like, coming out of non-conference, I think the Big 12 is going to have a massive non-conference, like, schedule. I think you're going to see most, I don't I don't think you're going to see a one-win team out of the Big 12 non-conference that maybe even no, it doesn't include KU. They're they're not going to get to. I think they're playing Houston and Duke, and the FCS team. They're not winning two, but everyone else is going to go at, at worst two and one, maybe three and zero. Oh. But again, if you if you look around the conference, and yes, K State has a new quarterback, and he's not getting a full spring, but Adrian Martinez. I'm probably going to say this. This could be a Bosco's Boys drinking game from now until the start of the season. He is the all-time total yardage leader in Nebraska football history. Now, that's an offense that has been known, like, what, decades upon decades of quarterbacks running the triple option. Adrian Martinez has more combined rushing and passing yards than any other player has in combined rushing, passing, receiving, any of those. This guy is a real deal. 
is a highlight waiting to happen. And he has never played with an offensive line that's going to be as good as K-State. And he has never played with a skill position player as good as Deuce Vaughn. Now you have a first-time play caller in Colin Klein. That's a little bit worrisome. And over on defense, you still kind of worry about, okay, what's going to go on on the interior of that defensive line? What does the two-line in the secondary look like? Can Daniel Green continue to have such a big season? It's not a, like it's not a for sure thing. Again, the Vegas over-unders, it's either going to be five and a half or six and a half, or maybe six. That's where the Vegas over-under is going to be. So I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, we should be the odds-on favorite to get to Arlington, but who should? There are enough holes on almost every single squad in the Big 12, but also enough positive or enough hope that almost every fan base can point to something and say, hey, if the chips fall right, we could be in Arlington. Now I'm already kind of daydreaming about, you know, which away game am I going to try to go to? You know, how am I going to go to this game? How am I going to go to that game? We open up at Oklahoma. And again, I know everyone hates that we always open up on the road. I don't mind it at all. You know, I actually think, especially when you have three home non-con games, I don't want to have four of your seven home games done before you even get to October. I mean, October and November, you only get three home games. That would suck. So I'm, I'm fine opening up on the road. But you're getting Brent Venable's first conference game. Dang, or Gabriel's first ever Big 12 game. You know, we've, we've seemed to have a little bit of magic sometimes catching Oklahoma early in the season. You know, and, and hell, we've played them tough. Ended up being super close last year when we were going for three straight against them. You know, I... I'm not going to predict it to be a win now or then, but I I just look at that schedule and I say, why not? Why not? I'm excited. And here's one other thing where I'm starting to get super excited for. I think it has been a very long time since we have had the amount of individual talent and my guess is eventual NFL guys all playing under one team. I think you very well, I, I you very well could see this be Deuce Vaughn and Cooper Beebe's last season, and they're going to try to go pro after this year. Now I hear the arguments already. Um, that can maybe be a conversation for another day, but they very well could be going pro early. I think Taylor Poitier is going to be an eventual NFL guy as well on the offensive line. Now, you could try to project out Andrew Line Gang, uh, a couple other guys, but I, that's a little bit too much. And again, Taylor Portier was hurt last year, so maybe you're just taking Connor Riley's word a little bit too much. But when Connor Riley says Taylor Portier might be one of the best offensive linemen in the nation and in the Big 12, you listen. You know, Adrian Martinez, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he's electric. He can make big plays. Malik Knowles, maybe this is the year he stays healthy. You have the potential, the potential to have an electric offense. Now, again, 
Adrian Martinez, some injury issues, some decision-making issues in the past. Malik Knowles, we have never seen the guy put together any sort of a semblance of a consistent, healthy season. So who knows how viable any of that is. But you have the pieces to have some electric NFL-quality talent on offense. Then you flip over to defense if you want to talk about someone who might leave early. If King Felix has another big season, defensive ends have become like the premier position in the NFL. You could see him going to the NFL early. Khalid Duke is back and healthy, and he's the top pass rusher on this team. Now, he's not going to be hand in the ground. He's going to be used as this hybrid, but he's going to be back, so you're going to have both of them. You have Julius Brents and Echo Boydo out on the boundary corners who are definitely NFL speed and NFL bodies for boundary corners. You have Deuce Green, who's playing his final year, his COVID season, and that kid has talent. Again, is he? I don't know if he has NFL body, but he's definitely all Big 12 caliber. Hell, the guy could be defensive player of the year caliber. And again, it's April 10th. I was at a Royals game with a couple buddies and we were talking about potential football road trips. And oh, if everything goes right, how many draft picks are on this team? We were doing the most stereotypical April 10th football like fan stuff in the world. We were having all those conversations. But that's fun. You don't have to squint hard. There are some years where you have to sit there and and you say, oh, if this goes right, if that goes right, you know, you could be a bowl eligible team. Or, hey, maybe you're getting, instead of, you know, a six and six bowl, maybe you go seven and five, yada, yada, yada. You don't have to squint hard to see this possibly being a special season. And I think you have to cherish these seasons and some of these players because they don't come around this often. If this indeed is Deuce Vaughn's final season, if this is indeed Felix and DK Uzama's final season, you got to cherish guys like that. And while we are, yes, a little less than five full months away from football season kicking off, I think this entire spring and summer period is going to be filled with excitement and hoping and dreaming for that football season. And I think a lot of that has to do with Chris Kleiman. I want to tip my hat to Chris Kleiman to be able to set stuff up and basically make his default season, his two first normal seasons are eight-win seasons. And while I don't think that's good enough for anyone to say, hey, yes, we're fine with that being as good as he can do. But if you look at the hand that he's been dealt, saying, hey, eight wins is the floor for a normal season because the 2020 sports season didn't happen. The 2020 season didn't count for anything except for the Lakers championship because I'm a LeBron guy. I I think that means that he has the potential to pop from that 8 to maybe 10 to maybe 11 wins. And maybe this year's going to be the year. One final thing I'll touch on, and that is just some recruitments to keep an eye on. Dylan Edwards, I want to give a shout out to K-State Online. Dylan Edwards is going to be back on campus, I believe, on April 16th. But he is going to go to the Oklahoma Spring Game. He also just recently got invited to the Under Armour All-American Game. Now, I think this is a two-horse race. I don't think there's even a third horse. 
That's going to be a stressful recruitment, and it's going to be one to keep an eye on. Um, I think Avery Johnson, they've been talking about it. We talked about with Drew, that could be popping anytime. Wesley Fair, another one of those great Kansas kids, could be popping anytime in the next couple weeks. Really need to watch uh, Joe Odding. It sounds like he is going to have a visit to Iowa here soon. And they are the only real competition, I believe, for Joe. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. So those are some in-state football recruitments to keep an eye on. And again, maybe it was a little too pie in the sky. Maybe it was a little too dreaming and a little bit too rainbows and sunshine about what I'm hoping for this football season. But I'm excited when I look at it, you guys. I'm really excited for the trajectory of K-State Athletics right now because of who the leaders are and some of the players that are there right now. I, I think I, I truly believe between K-State football, K-State volleyball, and K-State men's and women's basketball, I think the 2023 seasons, maybe maybe you're not going to get a Big 12 championship, but you're going to see some elite players, and you're going to hear have some really fun stories it's going to be an entertaining season to follow. Now we got like four and a half months to get there, but we're going to get there together. We're going to have a show dropping every Monday throughout all the off season, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. on ColorCast. Check out athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Don't know if we're going to have a midweek show for you, but I promise participate Wednesday night, 7 p.m. ColorCast, because it's going to be published on the RSS feed Friday morning. We love you guys. Go Cats. And I promise you, I promise you, no matter where you are, Grant is waiting for you at the Cat Head. We love you guys. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit. Wildcat in fight. Hail Alma Mater, from sea to sea, onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight, UK State Wildcats, for Alma Mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. To our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for
Social Podcast Network.